Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Welcome to Hey, Jeff, a podcast about Survivor and Big Brother and Arliss. Hi, Danielle. How are you? I'm doing so great. I'm doing splendid. I'm very excited because tomorrow I'm taking my first ever family trip with the baby. So, where are you um, going? Like apple picking? Or, no, we're or going something? to Miami. You just went to America and it was awful. No, but that was me and my husband. This time it's going to be me and my baby and my mom. Surely it'll be better. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. The mom is such a good defense there. Yeah. I'm fully expecting it to be chaotic. You know, trips I don't think are relaxing anymore when you have kids, but I'm I'm, I'm expecting it to be fun. Good. A learning experience. That's great. <laughs> That's great. You'll get out of the cold weather mm-hmm. of the of the north and yeah. Sit my ties by the pool. Get the baby a little virgin be- pina colada. We'll oh, be yeah. just fine. <laughs> that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Uh, I mean, we have a sur- we have a survivor episode this week. I watched some movies, inc- including critically acclaimed Tar. So we'll we'll get into Tar talk. And I just want to shout out a little teaser for our diehard fans. I think we all saw the announcement that finally, Don't Worry Darling, will be on HBO Max. Yes. So I've actually made plans to watch this movie with some some other people. We're going to have a bit of a DWD watch party. Mm. So I'm going to coordinate that, not with Danielle, but we'll figure out when this is and then she'll watch it the same week and then we'll pot about it. So I think in the, by the end of November, we will certainly be doing a DWD episode. Maybe for Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh. What more could you be thankful for? I don't know. I really (laughs) don't know anymore. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Let's do that. Because I'm watching it the second it drops. I I got a special email about it from my Canadian cable provider. So I'm I'm ready. I just got a text from my best friend's yesterday being like hey we're going to new york for uh, a couple weeks uh for this work thing but uh when we get back we're watching don't worry darling i'm like okay sounds good i'll sit <laughs> it's, it's I'll be like a dog i'll just sit by the front door and wait for you oh so, sorry for the sad <laughs> <laughs> image all right so let's jump in let's do survivor first why not okay i have something to say about survivor <laughs> oh, yes. You think it's, you're going to say, it's, this is a flop season. It is a flop season, even though I actually did like this episode. Um, it's a flop season. I think they spent way too long on the challenge this episode. They clearly had nothing else going on. So they were like, all right, let's spend 40 of the 42 minutes on this challenge. That being this said. This challenge was brutal. I cried. <laughs> This challenge was brutal. I cried, Brett. Like, we got a question um, from Explogan42. Saw people complaining about Jeff milking the situation with the survivors helping Janine and Noel after Jeff tells them to. I thought it was all right. What are your thoughts? Okay, I, I am not plugged into Survivor Twitter at all, which I think is probably helpful for my mind body and you soul. might not be plugged into any twitter <laughs> yes, surely that's true <laughs> but so i have no um context about people not liking this but i like seeing these women stuck in this net in the mud unable to move noelle took her freaking leg off and still can't get through I and then they all started helping them and Jeff making his little speech. This is what Survivor's all about now. These are your enemies. But when the time is right, you come together and you help one another. Human to human. I was like, I couldn't help it. The tears were flowing, baby. I love that. He does the entire (laughs) thing. And at, at the end, like everyone's crying and he's like, well, the game continues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I also, in the next round, um, when whichever teams couldn't, like, they lost their planks, yeah. he was like, losers go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a short-lived, beautiful moment. I, that net, yeah, these these competitions, I mean, people are so tired of hearing me say this, but they are too hard. I couldn't do one of these, like, completely well-rested and well-fed. Like, you know, have, like, three eggs for breakfast. I yeah. couldn't. <laughs> well, and it always looks like, I, looking at the net, I was like, oh, so you have to crawl through mud. That's not a big deal. The net is set up so that it traps you. Like, I was shocked that anyone could get out of that net. 
Yeah, Gabor was like, did it really fast. Gabor Gabor's is a, a secret beast. We learned a lot about Gabor this episode. He's a veteran. He seems to be teaching in the OR. He is a, he's amazing at comps. Well, these comps specifically, he was very good. Like, who I, is this man? There's so much to say about Gabler today. There's <laughs> so much to say about Gabler today. First of all, early in the episode, they're doing stuff about, they're talking about Gabler and Owen doesn't really like him that much. And at one point in one of the confessionals, Gabler's like, I'm the alligabler. Mm-hmm. And does that mean like alligator? Is that yeah. what it's? Okay. I think so. I just, I didn't you know. Felt like ally sometimes, game Yeah, player? I just didn't know. Sometimes people say something on the show. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think alligator, not ally, not like an ally to others. No, yeah, but it's like, uh, does he call, does he call himself the alligator all the time? Does he call himself the alligator in the OR? Does he Maybe. say like when... Before the oh, like maybe like a month before, when he's like, you go to the hospital and they're like, yeah, you need a new heart. He's like, sit, you're like sitting in his office and he's like, listen, you're at the alligator now. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a chew up that old heart and spit it out and then surgically put a new one in. I think, I, I think it must be. It's like his own. It's like when George Costanza gives himself a nickname. I think Gabler gave himself this nickname <laughs> and is now like, I got to make sure it gets into the confessional so everyone knows this is my sick nickname that I gave myself. Because like Gabler not a lot- is like mutant X Games George Costanza. <laughs> yes. I mean, not a lot goes with Gabler for a fun nickname. So I think he found one, it worked, and now he's like pushing it to everyone. <laughs> Good. Uh, the the next part was crazy. We're gonna come back to Gabler in a little bit because like we get like twenty minutes of Gabler like shouting out individual states a little <laughs> bit later in the episode. Uh-huh. The okay, we talked about the next part. The next part was nuts. The plank part. Okay, it looks it doesn't look that bad. It doesn't look right. that terrible. And then right at the end, Carla. Fucking just drops and it's like she's got it. She's I'm like, oh, I screamed, oh fuck. At the TV. It was like while I was watching a Michael Bay movie. It was like it was like exciting piece of action. And then the other team too, they it was a little bit less it was a less dramatic and less like uh serious and less shocking but like the way Carla just like she went I to know. move for a, bl- a plank and it just went bang bang and she was gone she was off the Empire State Building she was just uh, she was just splattered on the floor it was uh it was yeah nuts. I mean there's a, a net obviously but like right it was, but it's still it, it happened like and we knew that there was a net like we knew that this could happen but it happened so suddenly and and in such a funny way it did remind me of this reality show called Love Trap I don't know if you remember this clip that went viral. What network was, was this one on? It's a British dating show oh. where they're all like all the contestants are standing on a little circle. And when the bachelor bachelorette is like, you're not for me. We have no chemistry. They just fall <laughs> through the <laughs> trap door <laughs> and are never seen again. Please look at, I'll tweet oh it from God. our account. Love trap. It's, you don't need to watch the actual episode. Just watch this clip of it. Cause it's amazing. It's but like yeah, next, sh- but they throw you off the bus as it's yeah. moving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and <laughs> wait, speaking of, uh, how Carla dropped, not to her doom, but dropped. Don't you love, so they had to all pair up. And instead of doing it in any way where strategy could be used, they all just painted rocks and drew rocks. But don't you love that Carla and Cassidy, the two potential winners, because they're such nobodies on this show, were paired together. <laughs> I loved it for them. And I love that they won the first. I love that they got know, pretty they, close. They like if well. they hadn't dropped the last, if they hadn't dropped that last plank, they actually probably would have won the, uh, 
and got on to the next round. I was actually kind of looking forward to, you know, like a men versus women in the final round, like two people who you wouldn't have expected just looking at the initial teams. Like, I don't know if this team's really going to go far in this comp. looks like a pretty treacherous comp. Uh, But the way she felt, I was like, oh my God, (laughs) like (laughs) anyone can get got at any time. Yeah. And then the other team, they didn't, the plank fell. Yeah. They were just being, I mean, because they're guys, we can just be like, they were just being stupid. Yeah. They flopped. Um, okay. So here we go. Here we go. There's four people left. Gabler, Owen, Dwight, and Cody. Dwight yeah. pretty much fucks up instantly. <laughs> to, be, to be continued on that subject. And then just like, man, we're at like 18 minutes. What's your inspiration? <laughs> I forget what Owen says. And I, at first, I thought the craziest thing that was going to happen in this episode was Cody being like, I lost a wrestling match to go to state. <laughs> Which I'm like, what? He regretted this is something that. a villain in an 80s movie says. Yeah. That's not something. It, what state? Whatever. I don't that was just that was just wild because it didn't seem like any it seemed almost made up, whatever. It was Cody like an eighties movie. Like it, we're all just watching an eighties movie starring Cody into it's, him. Yeah, it's it just like I gotta go to state. It just seems like something that is like said in a generic high school movie because they're like, Well, we don't want to mention the state or mention whatever college right. they're going to. We're so going they just to call the college. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. The big game is on Friday. <laughs> And then Gabler, he grabs the mic and he's like, I'm doing this for Lester Tenney, a prisoner of war. And you're like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. I could do this all day for Lester. Yeah. And um, he shouted out Noel. Do it for sh- Noel. Yeah. I'm doing it for my dog, my furry faced son. <laughs> I'm doing it for Idaho. I'm doing it for Alaska. Yeah. I'm doing it for my Navy SEAL buddies. I'm doing it for a small na- man named Muzzy. <laughs> <laughs> what What was going on, Danielle? I mean, this man has lived... I underestimated... Even though I saw his little lower third heart valve specialist, I honestly thought that meant he was a salesman and he was selling the heart valves. <laughs> I didn't think Say, he was... ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you need any heart valves? I didn't put, I really did not see him in scrubs working in the OR on hearts. That's not what I was thinking was his job. So I was thrown for a loop and it's, he's a very interesting character. I actually think he's really good casting. Um, Oh yeah. I mean, he's an absolute freak. Yeah. Which is what we want. That's what we want in our TV shows. Um, but I don't know. He's just clearly lived. He had a lot to say. He was all about the troops, you know, and about PTSD, which I thought was a good little call out. And there's just a lot to this bearded man. I, uh, do you remember, yeah. <laughs> do you remember on BB 20 when JC would go vote and he would always say like, support our troops afterwards. <laughs> That's what I always think of now when someone's like supporting the troops is just him like, I vote to evict um, Fessy, support our troops. <laughs> uh, JC, I know how JC is voting this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got some thoughts about books. Did you vote already, Brett? I sure did. I live in Good California, baby. They sent us the ballot in like the beginning of October. Nice. I sit down. I go to whatever socialist website has the information <laughs> about whatever socialists are running in Los Angeles. I vote socialist, baby. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Easy this peasy. is our K hey Julie PSA yeah. to vote. I did also vote like which every like if this is a weird like both sides are like no, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did vote yes for sports betting in California just because I want to be able to bet on sports and wow. like Democrats and Republicans are like, ah, I don't know about this one <laughs> in California. And I'm like, yeah, let me throw away my money at corporations. Libertarian Brett jumped out. <laughs> hey, why do we need driver's licenses? <laughs> why 
do we need police officers? Why can't a baby do heroin? <laughs> um, you, you know, back to Free Gabler. market. Free yeah. market. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else to say about Gabler? He, oh, he wins. In, well, he wins. So he this, wins. Yeah. This last little challenge, also we have to say, they're holding up a bucket with their hands that is 25, holds 25% of their pre-survivor weight. So it's probably like 33% of their weight now. Yeah. Um, and so it's really their, it's like, it's a grip thing. Yeah. In addition to strength. It's a grip. And I just was watching this and I was like. No. You, Yeah. Would hurt. Would hurt too much. It hurts me when I go take. I go to my little fitness classes, and I lift <laughs> my little ten pound weights, or like you know a fifteen pound. Uh, what's it, like one of those big bars <laughs> where you do deadlifts, <laughs> whatever know. that's called. It hurts my hands when I just do like a set of eight. I can't imagine holding this. How long did they end up doing it for? It was How like 35 did... minutes or something like oh, that. And then Jeff said that the, the longest this comp had ever gone was 25 minutes in previous seasons. Yeah. Why is he such a beast? Gabler actually is the freaking Jonathan of this season. No, I was going to say the same thing. So you were complaining a couple of weeks ago. Complaining. Yeah. Women in the complaining. Oh, <laughs> I was time. whining. Here. I was no, whining. We love it when you do it. It's great. It's good content. Uh, we... You were saying you were just saying like there wasn't really a Jonathan, and honestly, it's Gabler this year. He's quite difficult and annoying to be around. <laughs> he plays the game like a fucking sledgehammer, and yeah. he wins a he wins comps. Like I don't do I think Gabler's gonna win? Not really. I think enough people are quite aware that he's like a, a liability. Yeah, I couldn't. Eventually, decide. he's not gonna win. Individual immunity, and he's going to be an, he's going to be annoying enough at camp between his like, his, you know, lecturing people about like doing things the right way, and then like needing Alligator. to lie down and faint or whatever, and go <laughs> on his little fainting couch. But, yeah, I couldn't decide. I was, I mean, then he won, he won immunity, so I was like, okay, not this episode. But it was a very like he's either final three edit. Or he's going out this episode at it. I couldn't decide until he won. But I don't know. We're getting a lot of... I feel like he's a main character of the season. So I think he's going quite far. He's it right now. I think we need to... While we're on the subject, we got another question about Gabler. Yeah. Who would you shout out minutes for Gabler style? I would shout out my dog for sure. That's where Gabler yeah. and I see eye to eye. Yeah. Shout out to Lenny. My dog, <laughs> big time. Yeah, shout out to Biggie <laughs> here. I would shout out, I would probably shout out my family. I would shout out, um, I would shout out the guy who owns the coffee shop across the street from me who always gives my dog treats for free, oh even though you are technically supposed to buy them. <laughs> yeah, I maybe I shout out the donut shop down my street where I got uh, my lovely coffee this morning. And mm, that's a the big Powerball coffee. is 1.6 bills in California tonight. And the. You, of course. Okay. Of course. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. I, well, we're doing I Hey Julie. So. If I'm a billionaire, we're yeah. doing Hey Julie every day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're doing Hey Julie daily. <laughs> And Danielle will get paid a decent salary. She'll get Thank she'll make like so eighty nine thousand dollars a year. Canadian, yeah. <laughs> she'll make more than the winner of BB Canada. That's for sure. Uh, I'm so excited for you to win. Is but it one where you pick your numbers or you? Um, you can pick them all the time. I don't. I don't pick numbers. I'm not. I'm not like a superstitious old lady who's like, I need to do it my grandson's birthday. Right. No, I just have the computer pick. Okay. But the 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 woman, the woman who runs it, mm -hmm. uh, she and I are going to go to, we discussed, we're going to go to Italy together. Oh, where Neither of us have been. Okay, well, I have some recommendations. Yeah. This oh, is my no, new retirement plan. It's no longer buying GameStop. <laughs> it's you winning the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. I'm sure, you know, everyone's going to come knocking. Everyone's going to come knocking. Oh, yeah. All the That's fans. The, you know all what the they Hey say. Julie fans. Rennie Stan's going to be like, oh, I'll change my, <laughs> I'll change my, uh, my screen name to whatever you want. Yeah. You should fake your death when you win. That's what I would I'm do. I'm not telling anyone that I won. 
I mean, now everyone yeah. knows what's going to happen if I'm like randomly rich. I was, if I thought about this a lot this weekend, if I, yeah. <laughs> if I win, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm going to yeah, quiet quit. I'm going to buy my mom a car because she's driving me a car that's like 24 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, like uh, I had these stocks things and the stocks. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to say I got money another way. I'm not going to say just say it, you're a retired investment banker. Yeah. Have you heard of Web4? <laughs> I invented it. Yeah, I've had these fantasies as well, except I don't think the Canadian any Canadian lottery has ever reached such heights. It's probably this like, one is California only. There's two because every state has one, and then there's the Mega Millions, which is the national one. Like I don't think all fifty states are in the national one. It's like, but so does that mean you can't play unless you're in California? Hell yeah, baby. Nah, California, here I come. <laughs> Driving down the 101. Okay. <laughs> so then, then we, so Gabler wins okay. and we, we have tribal council and then we have like a little, we have some, well, I, know, I, know, I know I'm saying we have a bunch of stuff, a little scrimmage happens before tribal council. So four guys go to get water and when they get water, there's a little bottle in the freaking well that has a clue in it. And yeah. the clue's like, safety could be yours if you look under your sleeping bag. <laughs> yep. Here's here's the thing. Here's what confused me about this. So they all read this clue and only, what's his name? James. Only James actually attempted to, by the way, James isn't on the Survivor Wiki. I did say preseason. Oh, he, he is. Okay. I did say preseason. Like I kind of, I, I did have like a positive view of James. I did think James had the X factor of becoming a winner. I just want to say this. Okay. People so, who hoard, who hoard challenges and or hoard advantages and stuff usually get far. Usually, yeah, except not Geo. They all read about it. What's stopping the others? Like he's the only one who went and did it. What stops the others from going to do it? Oh, so they're yeah, all like, yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then he goes and does it. But also, okay, here's the here's the, the stupid thing. Well, a bunch of stupid things happened. Yeah. Why didn't someone just go and fucking go? Like the three of the other ones, it was like Owen and Cody or whatever. Like, why weren't they just like, well, I'm just going to park my ass here. I'm not going to yeah. go get it, but I'm going to park my ass here and make sure one of these other people doesn't get it. Exactly. I was shocked so none of them do that. this was. Yeah. James seemingly in the editing, like immediately goes back to camp and <laughs> camp and finds it. And like, there's 12 people in the tribe, like no one's there. No one's just hanging out in front of the, on the bed where everybody sleeps, whatever. He goes and gets it. Okay. Whatever. Mistake one on the other people's part. Mistake two. James is like, Hey, Jeff. <laughs> 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 he started a podcast on the Island to tell everyone yeah. that he had, that he had the power, which <laughs> then leads to a hilarious scrambling where everyone who has an advantage is like, you know, the scene in Casino. Have you seen Casino? Of with course. Bobby I have. De Niro. Where yeah. like Joe Pesci, well, it's either De Niro or Pesci, I forget which one, like to evade the cops. They do like every time he goes anywhere, he has to like go into this parking garage and leave in a different car. Then that car goes to a different parking garage and then he leaves uh-huh. in a different car. Like every, every time he goes anywhere, he needs to do like 12 things to, and like hop into different cars and like put on different disguises just to evade the cops and like go to the supermarket or whatever. Right. That's what was happening with all of the advantages. And oh no. Oh no, Danielle. My girl Janine, who <laughs> I wouldn't say has the best grasp of what's happening socially in the tribe. See, no. last week, she's like, Dwight, Dwight's my guy. Dwight is the mule. Dwight's, mm-hmm. Dwight's safer than pumpkin pie on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Yeah. No one likes pumpkin pie. What? <laughs> no one what? eats pumpkin pie. Pumpkin I pie do. Is- Cussing. Okay, whatever. Oh my lord. <laughs> she gives her a- advantage to Dwight, and everyone's kind of moved around their advantages. They have it in different people's pockets. Like they've they've outgamed, they've outrigged the the knowledge is power advantage, and then they go to tribal. 
Did you have anything else from like this part of the show? Well, I just, so they do the classic. I think that maybe what's rubbing me the wrong way this season is the editing. Because they're leaning in too far into what we previously had praised about Survivor, which is that, oh my gosh, we never know what's going to happen in in tribal. Like we think it could be this and then the editors throw us a curveball. I think they're doing too much of that. It's like anyone's everyone's a suspect. It could be literally anyone. It's going to be Noelle cuz she's gaming too much. No, it's actually going to be James because he did that tricky thing. No, it could be um Carla or whoever. Like it's too much. Then they get there. Obviously, it's never who you think it's going to be. But like tonight, yeah, Dwight gets voted out and it's actually kind of ex- it's kind of exciting, but it's also kind of weird because it's <laughs> the people who get votes are Dwight, James and who else got it? Um, um, Ryan. Ryan. Yes. Which I feel like wasn't a good look. <laughs> no, that was really rough when it was like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, there was like three people kind of seriously in consideration and and. Yeah, it it was all of the black men remaining uh, mm-hmm. in the show, which was like, what the like, what's going on? I will say, like, just overall, like this year, the commitment to diversity just like it feels like it's been a flop this year. Not the commitment to it; we love the commitment to it. It just feels like every week it's like person of color, person of color, person of color going or whatever. Other than Lindsay and Ellie, like it's just it's like, yeah, not great like and it started with mariah in week one we're like oh god no because this it just felt like older seasons of survivor because you watch you Mm -hmm. watch a season of survivor from 2011 or 2007 or whatever and i've been watching a lot of old seasons of survivor lately literally the first three episodes of every season of survivor is like this is not me saying this this is the fucking cast members saying they're like oh i don't trust this person i just don't feel like they get along with everyone else and they're talking about the black woman or they're talking right. about the Asian man or what like there's just, like, there's just it, something about them <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I just don't feel like I'm really connecting with them and I connect with yeah. these people more because they're also white and from Texas and like <laughs> yeah. I'm like you're like oh no shit and it and it's just like it plays out every <laughs> it played out like every season the same way granted like hey the last two winners were both women of color you know like it's you know it's, so it's been moving in a good direction there have been all sorts of diverse winners in the history of survivor a lot more than there were in big brother so survivor was much closer along that track this season is playing out just a little bit different but yeah yeah it, it was certainly a weird look when they're like showing you know what was kind of happening at at tribal council and you're like oh this 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 doesn't feel good yeah um so in the end it was dwight who went home and our girl janine got blindsided again <laughs> again how many <laughs> weeks in a row is that i was going to add and janine just like has the saddest she goes, what look. happened <laughs> i thought we had a plan <laughs> yeah um here's my shout outs of who's under the radar right now jesse under the radar. Cassidy, still under the radar. Um, Owen came up. Owen came up this episode. We saw more of him. Oh, here's the thing. Owen gives really good DRs or whatever you want to call them. He's like, he's a really good, he's just really good at like describing how he feels and he's really good at describing what is happening at the, in, in the game from almost like an objective or third person perspective and i feel they throw to him a lot to sort of tell the story of what's happening or like reset the building blocks of like these two or three storylines are up in the air and he's just has a really good job of saying those things in a really concise and entertaining and entertaining manner so i i think we see a lot of him even though sometimes like he might not even really be doing that much just because he's actually such a good kind of narrator for the show yeah yeah he is a good i think every season of a reality show needs someone like that who can sort of play the not even greek chorus because it's not necessarily even the commentating on it it's more just like this is literally what's happening (laughs) so i walked into the backyard and suddenly i saw it was a winter wonderland (laughs) it was a mermaid fantasy anything else about survivor i like i mean 
you didn't say it. Most under the radar, Carla. Yeah, Carla. Team Carla. Carla Oh, one little thing that I was just like disgusted by this episode. So after they're not that disgusting comp where they're in the nets, caught in the nets, and they honestly looked like little worms wiggling around. Oh, like Heidi Klum? Yes. Greatest costume ever. Um, They aren't allowed to shower or like take a little rinse after. They're clearly like sitting baking in the sun while everyone else keeps performing the competition. Later, when they go back to camp, they show them finally getting into the water. And it's like the most pristine, gorgeous Fiji blue water. Suddenly, with a cloud of mud and dirt, when like someone... When yeah. Co- it looks like everyone took a the pool water. in the water. <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> I was like, this is horrible. I know. And I can't imagine how they felt. Dried mud all over them for hours and hours. Isn't that like... Don't people do that? Don't people go to spas to do that? Yeah, but I don't think they sit there forever. I think yeah, you get it different. on, you let it dry for 10 minutes, then you wash it off and it feels lovely. Then I was thinking, oh, and it's in the sea, so it's all salty. Ugh. I just think they must feel disgusting. Sea salt. Isn't sea salt good for you? It's good. Sea salt. A little sprinkle of sea salt on my eggs. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. A little kosher salt. (laughs) Sea salt and kosher? Yeah. I feel like God has blessed the sea. Kosher. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for, for sure uh, oh for sure dude <laughs> uh, I did want to just like briefly like say some words about Dwight oh please <laughs> Dwight who please too. yeah honestly Dwight I was like, like a, for I, a second <laughs> I thought you meant Dwight from the office <laughs> <laughs> Bears beats Battlestar Galactica whatever the fucking people put on their hinge profiles <laughs> Star Galactica because that character watched it. I don't know. They're wrong. Mm. They're wrong. It's so good. Dwight was just like, I don't know. Dwight was like kind of a weird nothing for me, man. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was... I honestly was like, didn't we, I was thinking to myself, didn't we call him out last episode for being like possible winner because he was so under the radar? I think we did. Yeah. Someone run the tapes, run the tapes back. Cause I'm pretty sure we were like, Dwight's a nothing. Like he's probably going to win. Not a nothing, but like a very much like Carla, much like Cassie, like who knows anything about this guy? He seemed nice. (laughs) Yeah, no, he seemed really nice, but he was like one of those people where every time they talked, like two minutes later, you're like, what did they say? I don't know. It just kind of went in one. Like, he wasn't very, he didn't have a commanding personality. Not that he needs to. Not that anyone needs to. No, he was just like a He's a beautiful little soul. Yeah. But I don't know. He's just like, whatever. Okay, whatever. We'll never see Dwight again. Well, before we move on, one last question about Survivor from Regis Probst. Do you think Gabler and Frenchie would be best friends or mortal enemies? See, before this episode, I would have said um, best friends. But now that I know, when I thought he was a door-to-door heart valve salesman, I think he would have showed up at Frenchie's door. Frenchie would have bought a heart valve and they would have cracked open a few beers, sat on the wraparound porch and talked about ranching or whatever. Now that I know that he's actually <laughs> in the OR operating on these hearts, I don't think that they would I don't think they would get along. Plus they're both clearly like have to be the most special person in the room and mm. those two it's like two redheads in a room. They can't no. they're natural enemies. No. That's why Prince Harry and Ron Weasley <laughs> got in that fight. Yeah. I was going to say best friends because I think they operate on like a weird pseudo spiritual wavelength. Yeah. Where like they are actually, they have this one exterior and Frenchie, it's like, I'm the Tennessee farmer man. And Gabler is like, I'm the mountain man. The sur- surgeon veteran guy. I don't think he's actually a veteran, but he he loves the veterans. I thought he was a veteran. There no, was like his dad was like, or whatever. Oh, no, that, that was, was his dad. dad? Oh no, my his god, were like from the fifties. <laughs> yeah, but I, he's old. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably forty-two. <laughs> he's like no, he's like fifty-one. He's like oh, okay, born in like nineteen seventy-one or something like that. Anyways, yeah, okay. 
Um, so I, th- I I think they would be friends because like they they like they might see it eye to eye and like people th- when people look at me they see one thing but I'm actually like this freak like uh, person like em- em- intensely emotional person on the inside. So I think that they would see eye to eye there and they would like talk about their feelings and stuff and things that make them cry. Yeah. But to your point, there is there is a, a big chance that they are so similar in that way that they might butt heads. I think they'd butt heads. I just don't see it. Okay. I don't see it. Um, Amazing race. <laughs> Amazing race pairing. Could be. Gabler and Frenchie. I'm not against it. I'm just against that show. It's not that good. Oh my god, no! Sorry. Oh my god, no. <laughs> um, I'm I trying to the, see. I watched the previously on this week's Amazing Race. Yeah. And it was like last week on the Amazing Race, and it's like the host like <laughs> FaceTiming with people, and he's like, "You have tested positive for COVID. Your oh, race no. is over." I'm like, oh, "This oh, looks sucks. horrible." <laughs> this yeah. Was, Bad. I don't want to hear about COVID as someone who recently suffered from oh it. Oh my god! I think here's a couple of random cues. I think we should hit, which is from Sicy Marco BB. I can't remember if you guys covered the White Lotus, but if so, will you watch season two? Did we cover it? I don't it, think so. I don't think we did, but I did watch it. Did you? I watched season one. I loved it. Yeah, and I'm watching season two. I, I haven't like started. Oh. I mean, it's only been one episode, and I'll say it's very. This is HBO. This is not Netflix, where like a ghost needs to pop out of the kitchen, like at the forty-seven <laughs> minute mark of every episode. Right. Like, they're pacing this one out. I liked it so far. I wouldn't say it's like hits the highs of White Lotus season one, but it's only been one episode. I'm in for the ride. I this is my kind of a show, a show that's like not expressly funny like it's not trying to be really funny but everyone's being so mean that it is kind of funny so Mm -hmm. that's that's just my wavelength that's just the universe that's the galaxy that's the mood that i like to hang out in and so far it's good i loved the first season too and i will watch this season i i am a michael imperioli stan i mean he that if you want to see danny's type it's michael imperioli yeah and Imperioli? he's graying like a silver fox oh right now. Oh, my Lord. So. Yeah. F. Murray Abraham. Killing <laughs> it. One of the best Love. actors in the world. Amazing. Aubrey yes. Plaza is playing quite a pill. She's a bit oh of a pill. And it's honestly, <laughs> it's great. Like, it might be the part she was born to play. I mean, she's great at playing brats. This is a very specific kind but because it's White Lotus, you're like, I kind of see her point. I kind mm-hmm. of see why this person's like a bit of a, a bit, a bit cold to be around. And you're like, mm-hmm. you know what? I kind of agree. I kind of agree yeah. with where she's coming from on it. Like, so it's, uh, you know, it's white, it's White Lotus, man. Like it's, it exists in the gray zone. Like I don't yeah. like, I don't like black and white storytelling. I don't watch Lord of the Rings, where it's, oh, the white wizard and all all the good little elves. They have to fight the evil man in the big tower with the big, he's the big evil eye and he has the big evil orcs. And it's a battle between lightness and darkness. Who cares? Nothing in life is like, I just think it's like the most boring storytelling in the world. Sorry, Star Wars. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Yeah. People are. I think that's just so boring. And like, Something about like 12 people who in many ways are good and bad people at a hotel and like yeah. a bunch of shit happens and you kind of don't know who's who to root for, or who not to root for. And it's about like the messiness of life. That's for me. I love that. Mm, that's we eat that up, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's tar. All right. Now, look, give me the tar. Give me the tar. tar. Hit me with that tar. Tar cast. Tar cast. Because honestly, I don't even know much of what to expect about Tar other than she's a maestro. Tar is 
the most intellectuals intellectual movie ever made. Like, if you want to know why they hate us in real America, <laughs> in Bolsonaro country. Yeah. You got to watch Tar. Okay. Tar is a two and a half hour movie by Todd Field, who after I was like, who's Todd Field? Like, why is that name familiar? Todd of Field. Mrs. Fields? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yes. Sorry. Mrs. Fields Cookies. <laughs> Sally Field. I ever heard of her? Yeah. It's your alter ego. It's her male alter ego. <sighs> he also run directed a movie. I like to call the best sports movie ever made, a.k.a. Little Children, <laughs> with Kate Winslet and Patrick Wilson and Jennifer Connelly. Probably yes. the most, other than Top Gun 2, the most attractive Jake Conn has ever looked in a film is Little Children. Mm. Little Children is, first of all, if you guys want to watch a disturbing two hours of, of, of cinema, I cannot recommend Little Children enough. It is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Anyways, this one, Kate Kate Blanchett plays this maestro, uh, classical music uh, conductor, conductress, yeah. maestra, but she and she's just like the top of her game. She's like just does the biggest best philharmonics or whatever, and she's. She's uh, very intellectual, and she she knows what she wants, and she's the top of her game. And you know what? She also like she gets what she wants in terms of you know maybe maybe having a little uh, sexual thing here too with the student. Mm. Maybe you know you know maybe just like using her power to she's. You know, she's like the Michael Jordan. She's like, I don't know, name your extremely most powerful person in X field. She's that person. And sometimes she uses a little bit of power in like a not not great cool. way. Okay. Not great way. Yeah. But like not that bad, but you're like, oh yeah, maybe I don't know. Like and it's just the descent. It's just like she's at the top of her game and she has this big performance coming up and you know, a couple things snowball that you don't think are like that big things and they just snowball out of control. And, and she kind of, you know, has this, uh, you know, kind of mental descent as like these big things are kind of unraveling in her personal life. And, but this movie is like so fucking, it's about really pretentious people, right? And it's about mm -hmm. like the most pretentious person. And, and is it for, aware of that? Or yeah, is it like well, yes okay. and no. Like it's both incredibly pretentious and like shining a light on like, you know, super hyper like intelligentsia type people. And like the first major scene in this movie is like a 15, I'm just gonna spoil it. It's like a 15 minute long like Lincoln Center, like New Yorker interview where she's like being interviewed by like a writer from the New Yorker in front of like a hall full of thousands of people and they're all like laughing at her little inside and you don't know what the hell she's talking about she's talking <laughs> about like classical composers or whatever yeah. and there's a lot of like her like oh it's the ex classical music term or whatever and like doing a little mm -hmm. laugh and you're like I don't fucking know any of that shit but like right. if you're like a New Yorker and you like you know this type of like hyper intellectual like really into classical music or poetry or this right. kind of thing it's like definitely shines a light on it I want to live in this movie it is Ooh. beautiful the apartments are beautiful uh, okay. it is Can't wait. it is like it, it mainly takes need. place in New, like it kind of splits time between New York and Berlin and it's like fall every apartment is just like iconic all the costumes yeah. everyone's just like drinking tea and like sitting in these beautiful new york apartments or berlin uh. apartments and like going to these like amazing concert halls and you're like oh i just want to live inside this movie yeah and man blanchette is just on a new level in this movie i would highly recommend it it is not it is not everyone's cup of tea uh but <laughs> It is, uh, I, I, I loved it. And, uh, I was like, you know, it's one of those, it's same thing. It's like, I don't like something that's like, this is certainly not overtly funny at all, but like there's moments of bad behavior or social awkwardness or this or that, where you're like, oh my God, you're like, kind of can't help but laugh. So big fan of tar. Okay.
Oscar That's a nominee, rave, baby. Oscar that nominee, is a rave. Oscar front one runner, Kate Blanchett. Yes, for sure. I, I have mean, a second recommendation though this week. If please. you don't, if you don't have anything else, I would love to hear it. I did a double feature yesterday, and by double feature, I mean I saw one movie in theaters, Tar, and then I saw another movie at home. And this was the opposite of Tar. This movie was short. Tar is like two hours forty minutes, by the way. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> of Tar going around yelling at people <laughs> in different yeah. concert halls <laughs> and then long periods of silence. Okay. <laughs> this movie's short, quick. This, movie, this movie's like 92 minutes. This movie uh-huh. is a rare comedy, a rare comedy for comedy's sake that I, that was like trying to be funny and actually was funny. And you know how I don't like those things. I, I saw a movie entitled Confess, Fletch. Oh God! This I'm not surprised at all. Brett, as was, we all know, has a thing for John Hamm. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. You follow his career from commercial to commercial to confess. Fletch. Apple TV commercial, Flow commercial, <laughs> uh, Mercedes Benz commercials. He plays Santa Claus in all the promo ads for the World Cup on Fox. All the oh, ads are like Santa Claus is bringing the World Cup to Fox this holiday season, but he plays like. Santa Claus, but it's John Ham. Anyways. All right. So confess flesh. This movie is, is like, first of all, Danielle, it's the perfect length of a movie, like 92 yeah. minutes. Could have been 89, yes. but you know, there's a you know, it's ham. You get that extra yeah. you get that extra three inches with ham, you know what I'm saying? Sure, why not? Yeah, of course. We've seen the gray sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is like way more funny and way more delightful than it has any right to be. Like I don't really like comedy movies. I don't really, and I'm going to watch Bros eventually. I think mm-hmm. 1999 a rental is too rich for my blood. When it gets yeah, down to the 599 range, I'll rent it for sure. I'll give Billy my five dollars for a dollar. I'll rent <laughs> Bros. Confess Fletch was like way funnier than it had any right to be. It was just kind of funny and delightful all the way through. He's like Fletch, which is a book series. And then they made a number a, a number of movies with Chevy Chase in the 70s or 80s or so. I was going to say, I'm surprised that like Fletch is such a coveted IP. Hot IP. <laughs> <laughs> People uh, love Fletch. I've never seen any of the Fletch movies or whatever. And <sighs> if there is any connection to them of like callbacks to like Fletch you know, Fletch OG things. Like, I don't know if they're there. I didn't catch them because I've never seen a Fletch. I've never read a Fletch. Anyways, he's Fletch. He's like a dopey detective guy who is like solving crimes, solving mysteries. And he's just like very quick witted and sarcastic the entire time. I mean, what, what can you say? He was very good in it. Roy Wood Jr. From uh, daily show is like one of the other leads in it. Um, Annie Mumolo from uh, Barb and Star go to whatever. Like she's got a really big uh, part in it. And, like really? everyone's very, everyone's very okay. funny in it, and it has like see, me, the coldest heart, darkest hearted person in the world who hates comedy, was consistently laughing for ninety three minutes, which is quite honestly a a, a feat. So I recommend it. It's like on Showtime. Like I was like streaming VOD on Showtime in America or whatever. So check it out. All right. You know, I got to support my Barb and Star girlies. Yeah. They are. (laughs) They are my. I love them for that movie. So maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. I want to in the last couple of minutes of this podcast. I feel like we can just get this all out. From Mini Cthulhu. Here we go. What are your thoughts on the Twitter firings and the drama happening with one of the biggest social media sites potentially crashing and burning? It's a great question that, like, it truly is unavoidable because we're all on Twitter. Um, I would maybe say, not for much longer. <laughs> maybe not for much longer. I would say I have successfully avoided Twitter brain. But it has affected many of my friends, many of my loved ones. Uh, I would say Twitter on overall has probably made the world worse. (laughs) Probably. Um, That said, I do still personally enjoy it for reading only. That would be my advice. Not anymore. I used to tweet all the time. And it used to be like just very stream of conscious, you know, like hungry for eggs or whatever (laughs) it is. (laughs) 
<laughs> but but I just was like, I've seen enough tweets, like truly innocuous tweets go viral for no reason. Like, and then, you know, suddenly everyone's finding where you work and trying to get you fired and all this stuff. And I'm just like, this really does not seem worth it to me, actually. Yeah. I still read it because I enjoy getting my, I think it's a, probably the best way to get breaking news. The hungry for eggs girl is a racist. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the hungry for eggs girl once tweeted something so ableist or whatever it might be like me talking about how i sneak i don't know but i have I'm an app not- that like only keeps like the most like e- recent year of my tweets available and then it's like once yeah. they're over a year old they just automatically get deleted why i just i don't see the upside for anyone tweeting except for people who are journalists or like Pretty much just journalists at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, that's the crazy thing. It's like it, it has replaced. It's absolutely replaced news. I don't watch the news. I speak to my parents and they're like, did you watch the news last night? And I'm like, on no. television? No. Right. I never watch the news unless I do follow one Twitter account that's LA Car Chases. And it says like, Channel 7 right now. Like someone's like <laughs> driving to the border and the, the, uh, the helicopter is after him. Like that's a reason to watch the news. It's great. I don't watch the news any other time. I think televised news, if anything has destroyed the planet and democracy more than the internet. It's televised news. Anyway. Well, that's the thing. I think that Fox News ruined our parents. Twitter's ruining us. Our kids are going to grow up and be like, stop checking your phone. Stop looking oh at my like, Lord. the phone. Oh my gosh. You're right. And we're going to be like, oh no, it's fine. And everyone's going to be like, hey guys, when you go home for, for uh, Thanksgiving break, make sure you to throw your parents' phones in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like the way we're trying to block our parents from watching. And I, I'll even be somewhat fair and say, not just Fox News, any cable news, any news oh, yeah. stations oh, yeah. are melting people's brains. And so is Twitter. My parents are pretty liberal and they don't watch Fox News. They watch MSNBC. And even sometimes like they'll come to me with like a talking point at dinner. I'm like, Jesus Christ, stop (laughs) watching television. Exactly. Yeah. So this all being said, this all being said, Elon Musk, I've said this in many group chats this week and I'm annoyed at how much pushback I get from usually my straight male friends where I'm like, Elon Musk is a bad person. He's a diaper He's bad and he sucks. And they're like, yeah, maybe he's greedy. Maybe he's selfish, but you can't say he's bad. You know, he's trying to do good. I'm like, no, he's not. (laughs) Stop. Why do people think that he's going to bring them to Mars? Like, why do people want to suck up to Elon Musk I hope this motherfucker dies in space. (laughs) I hope he he gets onto one of his little rockets and rocket goes boom. And we can just be like, rocket goes boom, baby. Goodbye. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, I don't see it. I think he sucks. This is so, anyone who thinks that Twitter is going to survive this, I mean, good luck. I'm really, I'm like, I'm on a razor's edge. I set up my Mastodon account yesterday, <laughs> Brett Raider at Mastodon.social or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Um, nobody's there. Like I try to follow, like, I follow NASA. I'm like, there's nothing else there. There's like nothing, no one to follow. Or whatever. I actually don't know if it's going to be Mastodon. I think someone, you know. Oh, I got to get Brett Raider. I got to get Brett Raider. You know. The entrepreneurs of the world need to look at this moment and say, oh, I can literally go make a Twitter copy right now. Twitter, and but the good. market's wide open. Wide yeah, open, I mean, personally, it's a struggle for me because I'm addicted to fucking Twitter. Um, yes. And I use it a lot for my job. Um I use it for networking. I use it to be aware of news, like, and not even important news. I need to be like, this player twisted their ankle today, or like this player was traded from A to B. Like, because yeah. Twitter's Twitter's wild because when you're on it, you really believe it's this is everyone. This is the conversation. This is everyone. And then you look at the numbers and you're like, oh yeah, only like 10% of people of like Americans are on Twitter, and like half of even half of them like use it. Less than half of them like use it every day or whatever. So a lot of people like check it. My parents right. have Twitter accounts, not all, like, and they just like they go on like once a week to be like, yeah. You know. Not everyone is aware of like Bean Dad. 
<laughs> oh no, exactly. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like it's that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like even I, the people who are on I. Twitter are, are like a lot of the people who are on Twitter are not aware of it. And there's all these different <laughs> corners of Twitter, right? So like I'm 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 basically on the razor's edge here. And like, and if this is yeah. gonna go like I think probably, you know, in the next two months, there could just be like full on like MAGA Trump Nazification of Twitter. It's like, cool. I don't need to be here right now. Like, I'll get my news somewhere else. I'll just go on Slack and see right. people, my coworkers say like, oh, well, this player was traded. I'm like, okay, I'll get my news from there. Or I'll, someone will create, yeah. a, someone will create a different Twitter thing or what. I don't know. I'll just figure it out somewhere else yeah i just think with all the people and you know our hearts go out to because being laid off sucks being yeah. laid off in a manner like this really sucks um but it's like it's half the company i just don't know how, who's gonna keep this shit running <laughs> yeah thing. and like that's the thing too is like we're also gonna be looking at points where it's like oh yeah twitter's gonna go down for like a day or something like that which is gonna for, yeah i just don't it's Elon Musk is clearly a massive piece of shit. And Very clear. I uh, am conflicted about every single day that I remain on the platform because my, you know, 0.4, like every time a whatever ad pops up, you know, he gets 0.1 cent or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, one or two, a couple of things might be happening. He's clearly like, I am beginning increasingly to believe that like a few, he's either a very bad businessman, which talk to any Tesla owner, be like, hey, how's like repair going on your like the cars right. like don't work half of the time. And like there's it's not like Ford where you can just go to any Ford dealership and they're like, Yep, we have like a hundred and fifty years of like experience of like knowing how to fix these cars and you can go into any dealership in America, let alone any yeah. other mechanics and like they'll figure it out. And Tesla's like, no, you can't do that. Like you have to come to one of our dealers and like, oh, there's like a four week backlog because all the cars are built like shit. Anyways, yeah. like just lots of the decisions he's making about Twitter, like that's weird. Like when Facebook goes down for a day, less people are people are less likely to use Facebook. Like, isn't that like a whole scene in the social network? Is that social Facebook always has to be up? It can't have any downtime because right. like once there's downtime, people are not going to use it as much. Mm -hmm. So when you're like gutting half the staff, I imagine there's like a lot of like engineers and people who keep the website like up on a daily basis yeah. are not there anymore. <laughs> I'm increasingly believing that everything he's doing he doesn't care about the money. He shouldn't. He's the richest person in the world. I, be, I believe that he might be lighting $44 billion on fire just to create a less stable atmosphere of like free information and news and like reliable news. And that's kind of just where I'm at with this at this point is that He's do he's done so many very stupid things where you're like I just don't know how this is a good business decision and I'm I'm not an NBA an MBA or anything like I make mm -hmm. podcasts or whatever I do work in a big tech company I do know a little bit of like how like money is made on the internet and I'm like oh this doesn't yeah. really seem like the, the smartest decision so Danielle you and I were taught twice is a coincidence, three times a pattern. Like, mm -hmm. okay, it's like 12 things. So the other thing must be true, which is he's deliberately trying to make Twitter less reputable. So people, you know, to further basically a, a, a far right wing agenda of you can't trust any media, like making people afraid yeah. and scared. Yeah. So that's there kind of no where I'm at. Trust, so I'm, yes. I'm roughly at the point where I'm probably going to be, I wouldn't be super surprised if I'm, if I've deleted my Twitter in the next by by the new year, you know. Yeah, OMG, Brett. I was gonna say the exact same. Because we're both so smart and attractive, Danielle. <laughs> we should be in tar. We should be in tar, sipping our tea oh in our apartments. Um, I was just That's gonna say, yeah, called. the it's timing called, like, is just Julie with like a accent on the U. <laughs> On the I. Oh, okay. Or on the U. Okay. Um, I was just going to say, it's the same thing. The timing is too perfect where it's right before the midterm. Like, yeah, he could have done all of this with 
after a month. You could have owned it for a month. If you're a normal business person, maybe you see like, let me just watch and see how things are run for a month. And then I'll start making my cuts, making my decisions. Now, he said, oh, midterm elections are next week. Let's make sure we cause the most extreme amount of chaos we can before that happens, which is what's going to happen. I think this is an inside job. The call is coming. The tweet is coming from inside the house. Yeah. Um, Well, that's it, guys. Thanks for your questions and comments. We appreciate it so much. You can, for the time being, tweet us again at HeyJulieBB on Twitter. And, you know, we still have our email, HeyJulieBigBrother. Yeah, guys, when Twitter's not around, you're going to have to email us. (laughs) Let us know what social networks we should be on. Don't say Facebook. No. And not Instagram either. And we're already on TikTok, but that doesn't hey, work. Hey, Julie, official Reddit. Yeah. Our Discord page. Should we be People will say Discord, but then I'm like, I don't want to start a Discord. I do. I, honestly, when I was on Discord, I did like it. It is kind of cool. Uh, we will see you next week. Hopefully, we'll have lots more fun pop culture stuff to talk about. Until then, bye, Jeff. Go see Tar. Bye, Jeff.